Regions believes that being a bank means serving the community. Regions is shining the light on local food banks as they feed our neighbors in need. See how you can help at regions.com slash food bank. The Regions branches are open by drive through or lobby appointment only. Bank safely and securely from almost anywhere with Regions Online banking or mobile banking. Data rates may apply. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. The Duly Noted Podcast is brought to you by Tire Kingdom. Let Tire Kingdom get you there safely and affordably. Midas. Trust the Midas Touch. Outback Steakhouse. No rules, just right. And by Regions Bank. Making life better every day. This is Duly Noted. Everything Florida Gators with your host, Pat Dooley. Okay, welcome into another edition of the Duly Noted Podcast. This is going to do it for the fiscal year. We are going to shut it down for a little bit, you know, some vacation time and stuff like that, and uh, SEC Media Day some, at some point after that. So like mid-August, we'll, we'll try to come back with a new one. And who knows what we'll be talking about. We may be talking about uh, the – postponement of games or whatever I, I would think in the middle of august it'll be a pretty lively one um l- later today uh we're gonna bring robbie andrew in here and we're gonna have a um i do a factor fiction uh on on tape so you you know we've been doing these in the paper and on the online and we thought it'd be fun for robbie and i to sit in here and just talk about factor fiction and do some of those and again Everything we do is predicated on a season being played. I will say this: the pendulum seems to be swinging again. You know, it's it's. Uh, there was a movie. Was it? I think it was. I think it was. Uh, what's his name? Price. I can't think of his first name. Um, and it was called the Pit and the Pendulum. Maybe it was somebody else. I, I think that was a uh, Edgar Allan Poe book. Anyway. Uh, Vincent Price. I, I'm 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 babbling here, but it does feel like we're in the pit because the pendulum is swing, swinging and it's swinging the wrong way, and it's unfortunate, you know. Um, and I'm going to say this, and some people are going to get mad at me. Um, I, I'm tr- not trying to be Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to be negative. Uh, I just know what I see, and I know how it is swung back the other way. Um, no matter what you want to say, with what we're dealing with, there's there's stuff going on that we don't, that you don't even know about, and stuff that I'm hearing that I'm not I can't really repeat because I don't have it, information 100 percent on it. But there's definitely stuff going on. I I would bet right now if if I if if, if I had a hundred dollars of my own money and I had to put it one way or the other, I would bet the students will not come back to campus this fall. I think we have seen what what is happening when you when they get into bars and um, you know we open up these bars and and that that's the equivalent of opening up a campus um, schoolroom. So I I just don't think it's going to happen, and I don't think there's going to be football this fall. I'm sorry, that's what I feel right now. Now I that could change in a week. I could feel differently, but right now as I sit here today. You know, we just keep seeing one negative story after another. And that includes with all that's going on with 
baseball and basketball trying to crank up and guys opting out and saying, no thanks, I don't want any part of it. You know, when we're dealing with a lot of people, a lot of, you know, right now Florida's got uh, some football players that have tested positive. Um, can't give you names. Know some names, but I can't give it to you. Um, but because I don't know for sure, but I've, I've heard some names, but there is definitely, I've heard there are guys that have tested more than once positive, which I didn't think you could do. There's all kinds of stuff going on over there. And I can tell you that the mood over there is not what it was three weeks ago. The mood over there three weeks ago was, Hey, we're, we're moving in the right direction. And I don't think the mood, I don't think that's the mood over there. Now I think people are worried and they're worried about what we're dealing with. And to be honest with you, we as a country don't deserve football right now. We don't deserve it. The way people are acting, the way people are refusing to wear masks as a political statement. I, I, it boggles my mind. You're taking my rights away. You're making me wear a mask. Yeah, We're also making you wear pants, okay, and shoes. Have you ever walked into a, a store, a Publix, without shoes on? No. It's required. Okay? This is required. But people just lose their mind. They're just looking for a reason to be jerks. We're, we don't deserve college football season. I, I It's going to pain me if, if it doesn't happen. Hell, man, I may lose my job. I don't know what's going to happen. But right now, we don't deserve it. Too many people acting too stupid. You know, when you see the numbers and, and they're just going through the roof. Because we opened the country back up and said, hey, bars are open. I, I think maybe we didn't anticipate that if you say, hey, bars are now open, you didn't, you were saying, it's over, we're good. You know, you you saw, you've probably seen some of these like in Orange County these videos of um, the city commission meetings and, and this woman saying, this thing is done. It's over. It's gone. It's, it's Okay, it, it's not gone. No, it'll tell you when it's gone. It's not gone. And it's, it's sad. It's depressing as hell that people are, are getting sick all over the place. All of a sudden, Alachua County, we're, we're becoming a, a hotbed. We were, we were the pride of the sunshine man we didn't have hardly any cases it was amazing well we didn't have a lot of people most of our students were out of town that that was one reason but people were wearing masks and they were social distancing and they weren't going out but at some point they just couldn't take it anymore and when you open it up and they go i'm free at last can do whatever i want now so Hey, look, guys, I mean, you can say I'm being a jerk here. And I know that there's people that believe it's a pandemic. You know, all this stuff. I don't want to get into a political thing here. Here's what I I feel. And, and I think you want to know what I think about the college football season. I don't think it's going to happen. Not on time. Maybe later. Maybe not till next year. It could be that we, we end up with... Um, a season starts in January. I don't know. It could be a, an eight-game season. Play conference games only. Just because one one thing you have to re- realize we've all we've talked about this a lot. 
the reason it's so important that there is college football is because of the money. And so it, to a point, we are saying, hey, let's get the students back. Let's get the – and uh, look, I agree. Students need more – they need to be in school in a perfect world, especially these young kids who are not growing socially because they're being homeschooled. You can't be homeschooled an entire generation of, of kids for, for the next two years or something like that. I mean, it happens. It works in certain situations. There's the Tim Tebow's, you know. But you you don't you want to have interaction. You want to have social interaction. You want to have a chance to be around other people. And I agree with that. But are you saying we want to bring these student athletes back to this campus and get them ready for a football season because we have to make enough money to fund other things and to fund line a lot of pockets. And the only way you could do that is not just by selling tickets, and even if the crowd numbers are down, it's by getting your TV contract to you know to pay off. There's no TV, there's no games, there's no TV, there's no money. So at what cost? And I mean, I'm I've talked to a lot of people that are pretty smart, and some of them are former, many of them are former players. At the University of Florida, and they're they're among the people that say, I, I don't know that I want to see football happen in September. I don't like the whole idea. You know, I've I've heard a um, one speculation that that you could end up with a um, a season where all right, you do play in September, twenty five percent capacity. It goes up in October. It goes up in November. But I don't. I think these are all just guesses. But we've we've seen it all over the country. You know, the Ivy League now is talking about moving to spring, their football season, which could happen. Um, obviously, the positive tests at Florida. Arizona's pausing on bringing back people. Um, players are backing out on uh, in baseball and softball. You know, now you've seen pay cuts again, pay cuts in Michigan. I'm curious why they haven't happened here. I'm not, not saying they should or they shouldn't. I'm just curious why that hasn't been a something that uh, we've heard about yet. Maybe it has. Maybe it happened. They, they kind of keep things quiet over there. They're very hush-hush with everything, as you know. Uh, but, you know, another thing I think about is – all right, a school like Eastern Washington, I'm not trying to single them out. I'm only mentioning them because they're playing – they're supposed to play Florida's opener. Do they have the finances to test the way they need to test to bring a team all the way across the country and put them in a hotel and bring them into a locker room and, ha- and put them on a field against Florida's football team? How confident is everybody going to be this is going to be an okay thing? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I'm. I've heard a lot of people talk about schools that don't have the resources to test at the level they need to be testing. So, just a good positive way to start the podcast today. Maybe it'll all work out. Maybe at two weeks from now, all of a sudden, boom, we see this total decline. It appears that maybe it's finally uh, peaked and it's going downhill. Maybe we see a vaccine. 
But don't forget, we we saw this thing what looked like peaked, and you know they talk about leveling out. It didn't leveled out. It, it's level, only leveled out if you're looking at the map sideways, or you're looking at the, the chart sideways. And then then it looks pretty level. But we we're seeing these giant spikes, and it's just depressing. Uh, it's depressing as somebody who's an older guy. I'm still worried as hell about it, and uh, it's freaking me out a little bit. But it really, you know, really is worrying me in, in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, you know, and I know that a lot of people think will tell you, look, we need football. We need sports. We need it. We need something to watch on TV. Look, we made it this far. Clearly, we can deal with it. There's still television on if that's all you want to do. Um, if you want to do other things physically and read more and everything, we'll just have to do it until it's okay. We'll be okay. I get we want football, man. Nobody loves football more than I do. I'm on the record of saying that. I mean, I'll, I'll argue with anybody that I love football more than you do. I watch, I'll, you know, I got an open date. I'm watching from noon until the last game is played. And I'm rooting for it to go to overtime. And as many TVs as I can get somehow to work <laughs> with different wiring and stuff. I love it. I love it. But I just don't see it happening, man. And I don't want it to happen if it's dangerous. If we have a chance of one kid getting really sick, maybe – He's a big lineman, and he's got, you know, some physical ailments and, and doesn't make it. Now what do you have? Now you got major lawsuits and everything. I, I just don't – look, I don't know the answer, the easy answer. I, I mean, I've heard so many different things from so many different people about what works and what doesn't and what what you can do, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. You should wear a mask. Okay, that that's a fact. This is science. You should wear a mask. And if you don't wear a mask, you're telling the world, I don't give a rat's butt about you. That's what you're saying. I don't care about you. What's convenient for me is what matters. That's what you're saying. You should wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance, don't hang out in bars. Most of them are closed now anyway, including here. And I look, I hate I'm not trying to pee all over the the um local businesses i love these people these are people that have been big parts of my life you know go back to where you were get the takeout go home get it and go so where we are man we don't want to become the epicenter of this thing but we're closing in on it and i know people that listen to this podcast are from both sides of the aisle and and are a lot of you live in different places where you don't have a problem all i know is i'm you're curious what i think about whether football season is going to start in gainesville and i'm telling you right now i don't think it is i don't think it's going to start on time and now this is where i think a lot of us were four months ago and then two months ago we were back in the we were going well i think we're gonna be all right so maybe it will change that much maybe it will maybe uh middle of august 
boom, we're ready to go and, and football's ready to be played. I mean, who knows how many people will be at the game, uh, but we don't know. Now, the SEC does not has not yet announced when their SEC media days is going to be, and it's going to be done virtually, but I did find out that it's probably going to be the last week in July or the first week in August. It's usually in the middle of July, like the 13th through the 18th, something like that, 17th. Um, and we'll see how they how they decide to handle it. Um, they're it's it's work to get all these coaches to be aligned, and especially with the situations they're all dealing with. So we'll, I'll be curious to see, but at least it'll give us something to write about that's fresh instead of because I, I've said this before. We have no present to write about. <laughs> we don't have a present, and we have an uncertain future. We have the past. And that's why you're getting so much about the past. I've got more of these coming, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something on the ten best walk-ons in Florida history. I'm gonna do something on on um, the twenty-five best players of the decade. I got all kinds of these just to come at you because it's what we have is a past for for Florida football. We don't have a present. We don't have a future. We hope we have a future, but the present right now is a bunch of guys several of them who are sick some have tested positive and are not sick some are tested positive and are, and are asymptomatic but it's it's going to be an issue it's going to be an issue as we go forward uh, issues are everywhere it feels like since the last time i i came to you uh we've had so many issues uh including the ending of gator bait which was uh a little bit stunning. My take on the whole gator bait thing, and, and it's a very simple one. When I first heard it, I was like, what in the world are you talking about? And then as I was educated, and again, this is what it comes down to, listening and being educated in all these situations that we're dealing with with race. But as I was educated about it, I went, oh, I don't think that's a good idea to keep doing that. I, you know, we'll, we'll be all right. They'll be. We'll get some other shit. We'll bring back. Gators got that ramajama. How about bringing that back or the go bananas? Bring that back. Forget it. You know we'll, we'll be all right without a little cheer. And I, I hear people say I'm not going to the games. I, and after that, they did that, and I go okay. That's what. If that's the only reason you were going to the game was to yell Gator bait, um, you that's kind of an odd thing. But I know some people did not appreciate it. Lawrence Wright did not appreciate it. Um, and that's just, you know, I understand his feelings too. So, all right, we have, I tell you what we'll do. Let's just go ahead and take a break here right now, and then we will uh, we'll bring on uh, Robbie Andrew to talk uh, some college football. We'll do a little fact or fiction. You know, I did. I forgot to take my early break. So maybe I'll take a double break after the after the uh, Robbie. How about that? I'll, I'll work it in there. Well, you're listening to the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. Tire Kingdom is open to serve your auto repair needs at all 190-plus locations throughout the state of Florida. Tire Kingdom is taking additional safety precautions and offers curbside and stay-in-car services. Tire Kingdom is currently offering oil change specials and essential business appreciation offers on tires and service. 
Visit TireKingdom.com for details. That's TireKingdom.com. Hey, Gator fans. In all kinds of weather, we all stick together, and we need that now more than ever. Doors are open at your local Gainesville Midas on Archer Road and at other Midas locations throughout the country. At Midas, our doors have been open since 1956, and that's not going to change now. As an essential business, we remain committed to keeping the health and safety of you and your vehicle a priority. Come on by or go to Midas.com to find your local store hours. Okay, welcome back to the Duly Noted Podcast. It's a great pleasure to be joined by Robbie Andrew, my colleague. We uh, we saved the best for last as we are wrapping up our uh, Duly Noted Podcast until after media days. When we talked about that as well. Uh, but uh, we're going to do a live version. Well, it's not really live. It's taped. But we're, well, we're do here a, live doing it. We are live. <laughs> barely. Of uh, uh, fact or fiction, so we're going to give you give you that too. But um, tell the uh, listeners, Robbie, what you've been up to lately, what your summer's been like, what uh, I did on my summer vacation. Well, just basically, Pat, like you, trying to be creative and come up with ideas to get stuff in the paper or online. Even though I guess a lot of stuff online hasn't shown up in the paper yet. So, or if yes. it does show up, it comes in late. <laughs> yeah, we all we do is just <laughs> pound it in there and then we'll let them figure out what. But you know, what, every morning I go for a long walk and I think of you know stuff that you can do. That's kind of what I've been doing. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough time, Pat. It is, and it, I'm not sure it's going to get any better, Robbie. I, I just did my uh, opening on how um, my my pessimism is at an all time high, and I try and a lot of people will look at at me and go, "Oh, you're always missed. The glass is always half empty." But I just, I'm not real optimistic right now. Yeah. Pat, I, I think maybe two and a half weeks ago, I was confident that there was going to be football. Right. I had no doubt in my mind at all, ready to move forward. Maybe not fans in the stands, but football. And now I, I'm not sure. The way things are going, it's I'm, it, it's hard to see football right now in the fall. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, it's hard to see what we're going to be doing I know. I mean, how will we cover? We may be covering games, if they have games, from home, Pat. And then have a Zoom press conference with uh, Mullen and the players, and that'll be it. They'll just, they'll just pass out quotes on, like, old mimeograph <laughs> sheets like we used to get. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. I, and, and who knows whether there'll be any games or all. I, I saw where the state of Mississippi High School Association is, is talking about flipping um, football to, to the, the to the winter. And having non-contact sports in the in this the fall, time of in year. the fall, yeah. So that kind of makes sense to me, though, Pat. Doesn't it? I mean, makes a lot of sense. I we could end up with a like everybody's. I think a lot of people's answer when you ask them about whether we'll have football is, I know we're going to have it. I just don't know when and what it's going to look like and everything. And I, 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 I do agree with that part. I still yeah. think, again, Florida's fiscal year runs to the end of June. Yeah. So if you can make that money in that in yeah. within that budget from tv and ticket sales and stuff like that you could still do it yeah uh, it will the, be weird oh yeah the thing is pat nobody knows at this point you know this next no. w- next month is going to be critical if things keep going up the way they are with infections we're going to have a problem 
So whatever happens in July is going to determine what happens in the fall. So I think you just have to be patient and wait. And it, right now, nobody has an expert I, uh, idea or opinion of what really is going to happen. We, there's no, no well, way we, to tell. We we were saying all along that the virus is going to control the timeline. And, yeah. And then for some reason, everybody said, no, 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 we got it. We yeah. got to, we're going to we go ahead and come out. And yeah. The virus is under control. We're going to, we, we got it covered. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a sad situation there's no yeah we, we were at the beach last week pat and i was ready to kill people that they were acting like the, there's no more virus no mask everybody on top of each other it was unbelievable this was everywhere we went we were we were have, uh, having a dinner outside yeah to, and we were socially distanced with some friends of ours and um it started to rain so we were under the covers yeah but all these people crowded in and we were basically talking into our food like, get out of here i know no, and it's like you're sitting there going okay i guess i guess we're done yeah. with this <laughs> time to pay the check and get out anyway it's just so you know it's 68 days until the opener for the gators wow that that'll get here quick believe yeah, me. yeah i don't when it was that's the other thing when it was Oh, we've got three months, or yeah. we've got four three months. Three and a half, four months. We're yeah. going to be, you know, we'll see what happens. We we feel like this is going to go the right way, and, and then it will start going the wrong way. Um, so we'll see what happens there. All right, so Robbie and I have been doing this, um, really, I think we just did our 16th one. Did we really? They're yeah. fun, aren't they, Pat? Yeah, we're having a good time with it, and I think the, the, they're getting unbelievable clicks on our website, which yeah. is great. Although, I think I broke the click record. With the Lawrence Wright story, oh yeah, I'm it went to thirty six thousand <laughs> clicks. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and how do we, why do some writers think that Lawrence Wright coined the phrase "gator bait"? I, they didn't <laughs> I don't know. I, and I've I've tried to explain it. And I explained it in the story. Yeah, and and nobody even knows where "gator bait" for sure came from. No. But it was right around the late seventies. Fat Buddy Martin said it goes back to the late forties. He thinks. I, I he, did he remember it in the sixties and fifties? Well, he was there, so you know, <laughs> not in the forties, but. But I, I, I saw another thing. Uh, historians said it was like 77, 78. I think the band might have started then. Uh, maybe there was a gator bait, but it wasn't a big deal. But I remember as kids, Pat, when other teams came on the field, everybody would chant gator bait, yeah. gator bait. But we weren't thinking. No, I what, didn't. I had what, no idea. What the connotation was. No, no, I had no clue. It got, it, it got real. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> All right, but anyway, we've been doing these uh, – uh, factor fictions and had a lot of fun with them and tried to do two a week and we're going to keep that going uh, however next week we are taking a week off uh, you're on vacation right yeah so i uh mine will be uh, our last one for right now will be saturday and or then sunday we'll, yeah yeah we'll take a week off and then we'll come back and we'll continue to do them uh like i i told you earlier sec media days looks like it's going to be uh, later than it normally is because they're trying to get all the coaches together and line them up and get them going uh, in the same. And again, I have no idea. I, I have an idea how it's going to work, but, it, but it's not an idea based on educate education. It's based on guessing. And I, I actually, when I talked to her, Vincent, I offered it up as an idea of what I thought we would work. And I, he sounded like he thought it was a good idea, which would be basically to do a press conferences at every school. And then you, you yeah. know, you have access to it and still break it up into three, four, three, four. Yeah, the thing is, everybody can watch on TV from wherever you're at, so. Yeah. And then they can send us mimeographed copies yeah. <laughs> of all the quotes. But, uh, so we're going to do one here for, for you. And uh, I know everybody's breathless with anticipation. 
I'm sure they are. Because they can't wait for this fact or fiction. We'll start out with this one. This is item number one. Florida will score multiple touchdowns on special teams in 2020. And again, everything we do and everything we've done is predicated on a season being played. Yeah, we can't. (laughs) We can't predict that. It might not be. If it's not, then they're all fiction. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going to say, Pat, this one isn't fiction. It's big, fat fiction. When you look at what Florida's done on special teams in the last couple of years, it's nothing. I don't know what, why is that going to change. You can talk about emphasizing it and doing things in it, but until you do it, you haven't done it, and they haven't done it. And it's weird because, I mean, Mullen grew up with Meyer. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Meyer was it such was so a big, big. Yeah. Maybe he's felt like he hasn't had that Chris Rainey, Jeff yeah. Demps guy that can get in there and block a kick, and, and uh, maybe – Teams have adjusted to make that uh, difficult. But here's the thing. Last year, they had zero special teams touchdowns and uh, didn't even really try to run back punts. I mean, they just wanted to get the ball and let Kyle Trask go. Um, And that's fine. It worked. They won 11 games. Yeah. Uh, kickoff. I, I'm surprised they're not better at kickoff returns with the guys they have back there. But again, nobody's I'll, really doing much. Yeah, because so returns. many of them are going through the end zone, yeah. and you get the ball in the 25. Uh, I think the special teams touchdowns are are, are probably there'd be a good stat to look up. Yeah, how much they have dwindled over the last 10 years because of the changes. But um, two now two years ago, Florida did get two. Special teams touchdown. I think he had a yeah. punt return, and uh, Swain like, had a punt return. Like and that. I think there was a block kick for a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. The thing is, Pat, when you look at Florida, all the athletes and the speed on that team, you would think that would be conducive to making play big plays on special teams. I don't. I don't get why they're not happening. You said f- big fat big fiction. fat fiction. And I'm gonna say it's fact, and here's why. Okay. I look at the schedule. It, it and again we're we're Does basing, it matter who they're playing though? <laughs> well, Eastern Washington, they ain't gonna be able to tackle some of these guys. They could get two in the first game. Um they could block a kick in the first they game. They could and, do that maybe. And then and then South Alabama and you've got New Mexico State and you got FSU. <laughs> All these crummy non conference teams are gonna play. <laughs> I have a feeling FSU will be pretty good by the end of the year. Yeah, they if might we be. have a year. What year what year it is, yeah. I don't know. Uh, who knows? But anyway, <laughs> I just think because the schedule's the way it's set up, they they'll get two. Two would be multiple. Okay, I'll bet you a diet coke on that one. All right, all right. Item number two, and we're bringing this up because we've talked about it a lot on the radio. We've talked about it a lot uh, in conversations we had when we were picking the uh, top. 20, what was it? Top 20 top teams. Top 20 teams, yeah. Teams of all time. Some and of that, my neighbors, though, Pat, have complained to me about you not putting the 84 team in the top five. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. But the, the the item is the 1995 team is underrated. The 95 team is the only team in the history of Florida to win all its regular season games and win the SEC championship. Yeah, first undefeated team in regular season. Nebraska loss against a team – it might well be the best they ever played a game. Yeah. So is it fact or fiction that that team is underrated? It is underrated, Pat. But the thing is, and I'm like everybody else, when you think of 95, you don't think about all those great things that happened. All you remember is what happened at the end, getting uh, clubbed by Nebraska like that in such an embarrassing right. fashion. 
Then a couple of days later, Spurrier's talking about leaving to the NFL. So that, when you think of 95, unfortunately, I don't think of all that great play that we saw th- throughout the year. And you think about that last game and then Spurrier almost leaving. That To me, and that, that's not fair to the 95 team, I know, but it's just the way it is. Well, and, and, and by the way, you and I picked this top 20. Yeah. You're acting like I oh, yeah. did it by myself. <laughs> uh, and we had a long talk about the 95 team, whether it should go ahead of the 06 team. I said it couldn't, though, because no championship. Because they won, they won the championship, but yeah. they also lost to um, Auburn, yeah. you know. But, you know, there's there you can make that argument. Um, and certainly now, getting back to the 84 team, the 84 team, um, you can make an argument at how great they were, but um, then you've got to bump down the 95 team or who was number five, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. The, the thing uh, about 84, Pat, they were great from maybe the fourth or fifth Oh, game. the 09 team yeah. was number five, yeah. But 84 was great, not all season, but <laughs> from maybe the, a third of the way in to the end, they were great. Yeah. I mean, that's when they, they got rolling them. But they, they got off to that shaky well, start. Well, once, once Charlie got out of there, yeah. and they, Galen said, I'll come. let's just throw it yeah. deep, you know. Yeah, let's relax and play ball. That's the thing about Pell. His players are always tight. He coached tight, yeah, yeah he did. Galen great Hall. coach, great organizer, yeah, no great cheater. <laughs> One of the best. Well, not actually. He got caught, so no. Yeah. Actually, you know, when we were doing that, I, I, got, I got an idea for a story that I was doing, I'm working on right now, but about the 1990 team, and I was thinking to myself, and maybe see if you agree with this. We could we could make this a fourth. It should be on a wall somewhere in this team. They were on there with the 84 and 85 teams, and, of course, that comes from Spurrier wanting the, yeah. them up on the wall. Best in the SEC. And, but you couldn't do that without putting 84 and 85. Yeah. Well, 90 didn't cheat. There were no che- nobody no, on that team they, they didn't do the wrongs that got them yeah. convicted of the, the year probation. So, it, it, You know, okay, I understand why they got the probation, but um, they none of, none of the players were involved, none of the coaches were involved. 84, there were people on that. Now, it wasn't everybody, no. but there were people on the team that Take, took money. Taking and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, took stuff. So I, would, I, don't, I wouldn't have any problem with you saying, hey, look, we're slapping 90 up there somewhere yeah. and not 84 and 85. Yeah, uh, the thing about that, Pat, not, the 90 thing was totally unfair. And Spurrier said that that day that it came down, remember how angry he right. was about this isn't fair. He these called guys, me and woke me up. Yeah, these guys <laughs> haven't done anything wrong. Now they're going to pay the, pay the price for it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get something done there. Get 1990 back up in that Good, wall. Good, work on it. They deserve to be up there. All right, and the final question here on uh, Fact or Fiction with Robbie Andrews of the Gainesville Sun. So what was the last one? Was it Fact or Fiction? It was Fact, I guess. I think it's Fact, yeah. It's Fact that it's overlooked, 80, 95. Yes, I, yeah. I, I think they are. I think we, all we remember is Nebraska. Yeah. We don't yeah. remember how good that team was. You know, beating FSU, uh, that game against Auburn, they had lost two in a row to Auburn, yeah. and they went into, into smacked them, and you got almost got fired because of it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, but about 95, one of my favorite memories of them is when... Oh, and they went up to Athens. Yeah. Yeah, that one was great, too. But when they routed LSU at home, yeah. and in the second, in the maybe in the late in the first quarter, the LSU defensive backs were already leaning over their hands on their knees, worn out by Ike and Riedel and Doring. Yeah. Remember, it was unbelievable. Remember the whole second half they just ran the ball every play because yeah. they just wanted to get out? But they ran up a bunch of yards doing that, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and, and, and LSU didn't even try to score. They no. Just like, no, they wanted to get out of it. Please there. let us punt and go home. But yeah, that was D, that was, back then that was not DBU because they were just exposed by yeah. Spurrier. That was a great team, yeah. the 95 team. Yeah. 
Um, okay, finally, um, Kyle Pitts will break Aaron Hernandez's record for most catches by a tight end. Now, Aaron Hernandez had 68 uh, in one season, which is the record for a tight end at Florida. Yeah. I wonder how many of those were shovel passes, Pat. Uh, like still count, but yeah, dozen. yeah, they do count. There were probably I probably would probably say seven to eight somewhere in that range. I think uh, it might have been more. I think they did that at least once a game, Pat. Maybe. So maybe. I'm gonna say twelve. Take twelve off of add twelve to to Pitts total. That would put him up there, right? It would put him two off. Yeah, oh, he, so he, he's right there. He had 54 catches last year. The question is. Are teams going to say we've got to take him out of the game? The thing with uh, the thing about Hernandez, um, you couldn't say we've got to take Hernandez out of the games. Yeah, because Florida. I was watching the the uh, 08 championship game, uh, SEC championship game, the night, and you're looking at all these formations, <laughs> and you're <laughs> like, who the hell are you going to cover there? He got Percy Harvin. You got you got so many guys. Yeah, out you, there. Well, he wasn't in that game because yeah. he was hurt. But yeah. But, you know, you got guys lined up here, and you and you got guys lined up there, and there's two guys behind him, and there's one guy here, and there's one guy in the slot, and he's going to run the ball if you're not careful. Yeah. Tebow, of course, and so the, the the shovel pass, you're like, oh, we forgot about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked all the time, but it did um, work all the time. But with Kyle, I, I wonder if he's going to if if you're going to say which LSU did in the second half. They of that did game. a good job on him. Yeah. The thing it's, is, Pat, I think one of the reasons his year was so big is because they people didn't concentrate on him because of those four senior right. receivers that were so good. So I think he had opportunity. I don't know if he's going to have that. It's not going to be the same because he's the guy now in the receiving game. At least well, that's the perception going into the year. For Kyle Pitts to get to that mark of 68, he's going to need Jacob Copeland. Trevon Grimes maybe get shorter yeah. eligible um and some of the other guys on that you know some of the younger players those guys are going to have to be enough of a threat and and good enough yeah that um you you can't really double yeah. him up well yeah you know? when you can spread the ball around like that Pat there's too many targets out there you can't really focus on one guy and I think you're right if Copeland comes through big and Grimes and he's gonna have a better chance you know to break that record well, that's the thing. He'll he's such a good athlete, and he's so long and lanky. You can't put a if you put a corner on him. Yeah, you can throw you can throw it inside to him. Yeah, if you put a linebacker on him, he can run by yeah. you. Um, so it's it's a it's a tough matchup. Now, what what you can do is double him, and then then you can stop him. But now you've opened it up for other yeah. people. So, um, yeah, it, it's still a great weapon for Florida yeah. to have. I don't know if he'll no, get that. to it. So I'll say fiction on this yeah. one. Yeah, and I remember last year. The middle of the year when it was obvious he had become a real player, I asked him, I go, do you, do you know who Shannon Sharp is? And he just kind of smiled, just nodded, yes, he, he knew who he was. Because I'm sure that he reminds me of him so yeah. much. And I think people have told him that. I think he sees that in himself. I tell you what I remember the most was being at the Peach Bowl, and we're talking about next year, you know, because we're – we're trying to come up with all these stories. I remember ideas. that too. And all these guys are going, Kyle Pitts, man. Yeah, name <laughs> like, over and over. Yeah, you're not going to believe how good that guy's going to be. And we're like, really? Okay. Well, is he tight end or is a wide receiver or what? He, he's whatever he wants to be. <laughs> he's Shannon Sharp. Yeah, no, the, the guys were raving about yeah. him. And he only had four catches. Yeah, in, but you know the what? Air. They saw him in practice every yeah. day. They, they knew what was coming. All right, Robbie, that'll do it for. So what was my fact or fiction? Yours is fiction too, Fiction, I think. yeah. Yeah. Sixty-eight a lot of catches. It's not a big fat fiction, but it's fiction. Yeah. Uh, well, but he could get there. He could. There's and no again, doubt. when we go back to that schedule, you know, if they decide they want to throw him ten balls against Eastern Washington, yeah. you know, all he could of a sudden rock he's, pile he's, it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then tell Mullen to put the shovel pass back into the tight end. 
You know, I wonder why he doesn't use that. I don't know. Maybe it's because... But you know what? Now, when you put Emory Jones in the game, then you've got that threat. That's and he's exactly gonna play right. more, so maybe well, we've revealed that there's going to be more of that. Maybe they need to do that. Yeah. Is, is play him... And when you play him, make that shovel pass back to being part yeah, of the offense. Yeah, you have to defend. I don't think they ran it at all last year. I don't. I can't remember. But you would think they would have run it with Felipe. I think they might have run it once, and it didn't work with Felipe. Yeah, maybe he didn't sell it the right yeah. way. Yeah, the Arkansas quarterback. <laughs> That's going to be weird too, isn't it, Pat? Um, why did he? Why did he pick? Off there him? is nothing that's not going to be weird about this <laughs> this football season. It's, yeah, it's already been weird. Yeah. We we don't even have one yet. All right, that'll do it for uh, our fact and or fiction. And we'll be back with more of the Duly Noted Podcast right after this break here on Gatorsports.com. Outback Steakhouse is committed to serving communities by doing what they do best, serving you and making a great steak. That's why Outback has curbside takeaway and delivery open and available starting daily at 11 a.m. at most locations. Let Outback help make things a little easier and taste a whole lot better. Visit Outback.com for more information and to place your curbside takeaway order. And Outback will bring your order straight to your car. Or you can order delivery directly from Outback.com. You can also find Outback Steakhouse on DoorDash and Uber Eats. Regions believes that being a bank means serving the community. Regions is shining the light on local food banks as they feed our neighbors in need. See how you can help at Regions.com slash food bank. The region's branches are open by drive through or lobby appointment only. Bank safely and securely from almost anywhere with region's online banking or mobile banking. Data rates may apply. Region's Bank. Member FDIC. Oh, you can hear the thunder rolling in in Gainesville, FLA. Welcome back to the Duly Noted Podcast. Ho, Nelly. Ho. Keith Jackson. I miss Keith Jackson. I miss, I miss, and again, we if, if we were, if there was no, nothing going on with the, this coronavirus or anything like that, we wouldn't be having football right now. But still, what we miss is the anticipation of football. It's not that we miss football. We wouldn't have football. We wouldn't have had football since the end of January, or if you want to go NFL, end of February. But what I miss right now is the thought of... You know, I want to hear that. I want to hear the theme song for college basketball. You know, we don't know where that sport is going to end up, right? If college football, if they can't get the, the students back on campus, we, you know, I, I don't think the basketball team's back yet. They may be back. But we don't know what, what's going to happen there. What if they don't decide they're not going to play any sports in this calendar year? That's possible. Now you're going to have a condensed season for uh, men's basketball as well. So I, who knows what is going to happen? It is, uh, it's a crazy time, and I we we have talked about this in the past about how 
um, this season, this college football season, is not going to be normal. It's not going to be like a regular season. The advantages um, we think we we see where some schools are having an advantage. We have no idea though. When it's over, we're all we'll all look back. I mean, there'll be books written about the crazy season that was 2020 that could end up being 2021. Um, and I think it kind of opens it up there where anything could happen, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe just the established teams. And, you know, for example, I have odds here um, on teams that will make the playoffs, and it's the usual suspects, and I don't know that I would change it at all. Last week, the last show I did, I was going to do the over-unders for – SEC teams, and we'll, we'll, we'll save that for later, um, whether they'll go over or under. In fact, that may be a column I do later. But the odds to make the playoffs, now this is where we are. And I was thinking about this because I'm going to be an AP voter again. And um, in fact, I just got the word. I think I just got the word on that, although I'm, I'm having real email problems. Um so I'll be an AP voter again. I was thinking, who am I? Gonna, how am I going to do the top of it? Because really, the rest of it is kind of more fun. Like, where do you put? You know, do you rank Tennessee this year? Eh, I might put them like twenty fifth or something. Where do you put Texas? You know, stuff like that. So uh, it's 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 fun. I like doing it. And, and uh, again, we don't know what this season is going to look like or when they're going to play. But as you can expect, the the uh, the uh, the wise guys out there like Clemson and Ohio State the most. Now, it's not surprising they do because those are the two first and second draft picks probably in the NFL draft. And the quarterbacks there, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, they are one to three favorites to make the playoffs. Alabama next at six to five. Alabama only a notch lower because you're not 100% convinced about Mac Jones. I actually watched a little bit, a good part of the um, Alabama-Michigan bowl game the other day, and uh, he was okay, but he also had unbelievable receivers running around getting open. Um, I think Mac Jones will do fine, but I think he's part of the reason. I I think when I did my preseason, like way too early, whatever you like to call it, way back after the season. I think I had Bama one because I think I always like a real mad Nick Saban. Angry Nick Saban's my favorite guy in the world. He's the Hulk, man. I, I, I He's so funny. Things he says just crack me up. I don't think he means to be funny, but he is funny. Um, I don't know where I'm going to go with that, but but Georgia at number four at two to one. Florida at number five at three to one. So look, I, people still see Georgia – it's being a little bit better. It's up to Florida to change that. I wrote a column. I think it was last week. It's all running together in my head. That one thing I believe is that people are are people are buying into this whole mentality of Florida has to do it this year. Forget it. Might as well fold the program. Well, it is set up for Florida in that they've got a veteran quarterback. They've got a, a coach. Um, who's been around now for a little while, and, and everybody knows the system. They understand what it takes to be to maintain that excellence. You know, the, the players get it. There's no question they get it. But again, you're you're bringing in a lot of freshmen that are that maybe have to be taught it still. 
But the schedule's set up nice. you got to love the schedule. Georgia gets to go to Alabama. Florida gets to go to Oxford. Totally different stories there. Florida barely leaves the state. So, you know, yeah, it is set up for Florida to win it, but doesn't mean they will. I mean, I can see Florida winning it and losing to Georgia. I can see that possibility. I can see Georgia losing to Auburn and uh, and uh, Alabama. I mean, anything could happen. And again, as we get into this weird season that I expect, you know, it could be that everything's up for grabs. But this is, I found this to be, I don't know, funny. You might think it's funny. I, I, I was looking through these odds, and I found two teams that were 75-1 to 1 to make the playoffs. So if you want to get really rich, you could take ten grand, slap it down on either one of these teams, and if they make the playoff, you make a lot of money. Right? Florida State and Tennessee. Now, obviously the wise guys don't love Tennessee as much as the Tennessee fans – who think they're going to be really good this year because they finished strong by beating a bunch of crummy, crummy teams. But that's the way that works. I mean, um, you know, you win, you finish strong, you have momentum, you win your bowl game. People tend to – I've talked about this before. People tend to – you have your quarterback back, even though he's not very good. People tend to rate you higher. In fact, that's why I think Alabama may be – third or fourth rather than first or second because they don't have their quarterback back. Did win their bowl game. Florida with his quarterback back and um, obviously finished strong. But it's funny, we'll be ranked high, maybe a little higher than I would like them to be ranked. But last year, that was the same thing. They had their quarterback back and they finished with a high note beating Michigan. And And they had Felipe Franks back. Nobody even heard of Kyle Trask outside of Gainesville and some places in this state. Man, it is raining so hard and lightning is flashing. I hope this doesn't get knocked off. I better wrap it up. Um, I did want to say congratulations to my friend Laura Rutledge. Now is going to be on NFL Live. They just made that announcement. Uh, That's cool. Uh, Laura is just, you talk about a rising star, man. And so happy because there is not a nicer person in the world than Laura Rutledge. Although Aaron Andrews is pretty nice too. All those all the people that I've dealt with with uh that come out of that University of Florida journalism school for some reason are really good people. Uh in fact another thing that happened while I, I think between duly noted podcasts was uh the the SEC announced they'll be offering an internship under Ed Ashoff's name and I will be pushing hard for my daughter to get that at some point because uh, Ed Ashoff was one of her heroes. She loved Ed. And I just think about laying in bed on Christmas Eve, crying, both of us crying when he passed away. It was a terrible thing, but that was very nice of them to do. And um, I'm sure there'll be the people that win it. The people that get that internship need to understand what Ed was about. Okay? All right. Let's do three things. It's time for three things. Sponsored by Regions Bank. Making life better every day. All right. Number one, golf. I am a I am a golfer again. 
And the reason I say I'm a golfer is I've had a couple rounds, a couple of nine-hole scores under 40. Okay? I know I'm playing the senior tees, but I'm hitting some good shots that I hadn't been able to hit in three or four years. The new knees are still a detriment. I can't hit the ball very far. But I'm playing golf, and I'm watching golf. I've come up with a way to putt to read greens, and I'm kind of fired up again. It's been a while. Now, this is an invitation for any of you to challenge me and take my money, as you know. Uh, But I'm really fired up that the U.S. Open is going back to NBC Fox did great things visually. I hated the announcers. They were terrible. And I love Joe Buck. I just didn't think he was he belonged on golf. But they ran they decided to cancel their contract and it's going to NBC. I think we're all going to be better for that. Hopefully they have the US Open. Although I will say this, you know, I watched a lot of the golf this weekend and I watched it and I was like, you know, I'm not noticing no fans. I just am not noticing it. It's not that big a deal to me. Um, I think golf and NASCAR are the two sports that probably need fans the least. They need the money. They need the revenue. They need people buying T-shirts and stuff, And but they don't – like you can watch them on TV and not worry about it. Number two, Cam Newton to the Pats. Now, everybody kind of thought this might happen. At some point, it's it's surprising it took so long. That is going to be really interesting. And one would think that Cameron Newton, former Gator, (laughs) will go in there. And and look, anybody who's ever played in New England will tell you, it's different there. They have a different way of doing things. And you you either evolve or you get kicked to the curb. And I would think that maybe Cam Newton could put his ego aside for the first time in his life and be a backup quarterback or take over the starting job. I mean, I don't know that his physical body's up for it. He ain't going to run for a bunch of yards the way he used to. But I still think he can be a good quarterback in the league. It'll be fascinating. And look, here's the thing. We don't know where the NFL is going to be either. We don't know. We've talked about college football. We don't know where the NFL is going to be. Wherever the NFL is, if they play, this is going to be one of the most interesting seasons, at least looking from the outside in to start it with Brady in Tampa Bay, with Tua down in Miami, with Burrow with the Bengals, and Cam Newton and Phillip Rivers and all these quarterbacks. I mean, you have to have a scorecard to know where they all are. I think it could be fascinating, and I think that's especially going to be fascinating. And finally, number three, uh, very, very, very sad today uh, that Carl Reiner passed away. 98 years old. He had a great life. Uh, I was a, uh, a a big fan of his comedy. Obviously, the creator of the Dick Van Dyke show, Alan Brady, used to make a guest cameos on there. But he was just a brilliant guy. The uh, the, the bit he did with uh, Mel Brooks and uh, just fun, just a funny man. And most people, I, I think, like a lot, like obviously, a younger generation is not going to know who Carl Reiner is. In fact, uh, people in their forties may not know who Carl Reiner is. I know who Carl Reiner is, and I. But I, one thing I do know is how many people he affected, who are really funny people, and a lot of they got a lot of their humor from his mentoring and tutoring. Uh, passed away uh, last night, 
98. So that's sad. It feels like every every week we do this show, we always have a death to report, but um, that's too bad. Anyway, so I, I, I started us off on a bad note, and I'm ending on a bad note. You're a bad man, Pat. Quit doing that. By the time we come back, which, like I said, I think will be in mid-August, when we come back, we're going to have a nothing but upbeat things to say, I promise you. We're going to figure this thing out. I don't know. There we go. That's the way to end it. Yeah. All right? We're going we're gonna to be okay. Everybody, everybody out there. But just do me a favor. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Love your brother. Be safe. Until next time, this is Pat Dooley, the sports columnist of the Gainesville Sun, saying, I am deep, I am way back, and I am out of here. The Duly Noted Podcast is brought to you by Tire Kingdom. Let Tire Kingdom get you there safely and affordably. Midas, trust the Midas touch. Outback Steakhouse, no rules, just right. And by Regions Bank, making life better every day.